people want something and someone to believe in. We are human beings. This is what we are as humans. What are we, what are we as humans? We want to connect. We want to be loved and yeah. we want to be accepted, right? Yeah. So ultimately it's so hard when we have all these mixed messages being thrown at us. Yeah. So as you said, if we, if we realize that and have programs, whether it's through music or education or whatever it may be, that demonstrate that, wow, our world will be such a better place. What is the premise of purpose? Why are we here? And how do some people make so much impact in their lifetime while others exist on autopilot? This is where we explore all things revolutionary in business, mindset, and your everyday life. I'm Anna Graybow, your host and business mentor, here to help you discover your purpose and learn how you can start living it every single day. Today, we have Malik Hanna, a Lebanese-American, award-winning indie pop singer-songwriter from Brooklyn, New York, who's performed on and off many stages in New York City and Los Angeles and had the distinct privilege of performing for the Pope at the Vatican as the youngest lead soloist. His talent led him to be featured in Unique and Rare magazine as an upcoming artist to look out for. He also sang the national anthem for the LA Lakers at the Staples Center. He has been interviewed and has made appearances on MTV Middle East, The Ellen DeGeneres Show, and The LA Times. On Christmas Eve 2020, Malik released his single, Beautiful Stranger, and is now back on the music scene with his upcoming single, Which Way to Go, along with the music video that is scheduled to be released on September 12th. He will also be dropping a few more singles leading up to his album, on the right track scheduled to be released in December of 2023. So welcome, Malik. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. Wow, quite the intro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that, huh? There was a lot of cool stuff in there. I was like, what can I, I need everything. I can't leave oh, anything. Oh, man, out. thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Tell us about your background. Where did you come from? What was your beginning like in life? Oh, man, my beginnings in life. Well, well, as you said, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, born and raised in Bay Ridge. What, what, Brooklyn? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, went to school out there, high school, college, grad school, and then just kind of packed up and did my thing and moved out to Los Angeles. And I've been here ever since. Wow. When did you come here to L.A.? So I moved to L.A. in 2005. Wow. So that was a while ago. Cool. It was a while ago. If my math is correct. How <laughs> was that? 17, 18 Something years Something like ago? that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's amazing. Very cool. And why did you originally come? What was it that you wanted to accomplish as soon as you got here? So, yeah. So moving out to LA, like so many different people, you know, it's just a place, not that New York isn't, but it's just, it's niche is more, I guess, theater oriented where Los Angeles is more film and television. So growing up in New York, um, I double majored in, in uh, political science and acting actually. And then I delved into music all the while doing some music on and off um, and doing some different types of performances in the city. But yeah, just moving to, um, moving to LA. I'm sorry, I got lo I lost track. What, <laughs> where was I going with this? What you wanted to accomplish when you came here. Like what was that dream? Yeah, so the dream is essentially to get more film and television exposure yeah. and to really work on my music and trusting and hoping that I find and connect with the right people. Yeah, and what is it about music that really inspires you and moves you? 
Oh man, good question. Um, music, music, I just feel was always a part of me. It was kind of my, my language, if you will. It's just something that's always my, my driving force. I feel like it's, uh, uh, like when I was a little kid, I, I just heard different melodies in my head and it was, I felt like it was like a superpower and something that like nobody could take away from me. So if anything, if everything just fell apart, I'd be like, I, at least I have music because I feel like, you know, singing is just, it's a gift. And I feel I'm very blessed that I'm able to sing. Hopefully my music resonates with people. Um, but yeah, it just always felt like a superpower. Wow. And your music is amazing. I've actually heard the song before it comes out on Tuesday. So everyone's going to get to hear that as well. But I think it's really amazing that you've just chosen to go for such an amazing thing because a lot of people love music, but not everyone can go and do it professionally and have the success that you've had. So were there ever times where you doubted your abilities to be successful or what was that, you know, struggle like? No, great question. Thank you. I mean, as artists or just as human beings in general, I mean, we always doubt ourselves, right? But I just felt um, this this push, I guess, this inner guide just to keep on going. And, you know, the music industry, and we talk about it a lot, it's really changed and shifted. It's not like the day, like how it used to be back in the day, you know, where like, oh, well, you have a good voice and you just go out there and you'll get signed by a label or whatever it may be, and they'll, they'll develop you. Nowadays, you got to get in there strong, like already knowing who you are as an artist, as a package deal and as a branding, and you have to be consistent. So, and obviously with, um, you know, technology, I feel like it's a blessing and a curse at the same time, you know, with, with TikTok and Instagram and social media, it is giving independent artists this, this voice and this vehicle to really share and, um, you know, their music but at the same time it's so saturated as well it's hard to kind of know where you know who your audience is or, or or where to get that music because you know back in the day where like let's say you're signed with a label even huge artists like i don't know you know the biggest artists out there if you're with a label they control you and they pretty much monetize it is a business so I just felt that for me, if I really wanted to pursue this, having talent isn't enough in the yeah. way this world is right now. Yeah. You really have to know the ins and out of the business and the nuances of it. And, um, and you just got to kind of put it out there and be authentic with what you are and what you're putting out there. And hopefully it'll resonate and, you know, yeah. timing's everything as well. Uh, I really, truly believe that, but just being very tenacious and, continuing believing in what you believe in and hopefully God willing, it will resonate. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I know it's changed a lot because my father-in-law used to be the head of sales and marketing at Capitol records back when they used to sign people for talent and not just sign people uh -huh. because of the number of followers that they have. My father was a musician. My fiance was a musician. So I've been around it my whole life and I've seen such a big shift. You know, one of my best friends is a music producer today. So there's a big focus on branding and the business aspect of things. So yeah. I just think it's wonderful that someone with talent like you is saying, you know what, I'm so passionate about this that I'm going to figure out the business stuff so I can be able to put my music out there and my message, because I can tell that you have some sort of bigger message that you want to share. You don't just want to, you know, be in the spotlight necessarily. What is like the message that you want to share with your new song? 
Thank you. And thank you for uh, understanding the business. That's amazing that your, your family is in it as well, because it has drastically changed. And th the message is, is really ultimately what is important. I mean, at first, um, you know, as one is developing as an artist and finding their voice, whether it's as an actor, as a singer, as a performer, whatever it may be, um, it's hard because, you know, you're thrown into this world and everybody thinks they know what's right or everybody thinks they know what's better, whether it's in a music executive or a producer or like, well, why don't you go this way or that way? Or no, your branding should, you know, your music is more for adult contemporary, how you have to hit a different demographic. So you have all these voices being thrown at you. So it's hard sometimes to really put push that aside and to really center yourself and take a moment of silence and reflect on why we're doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. So my message was really clear for me as I continued on this journey. And that message is a message of healing. Quite honestly, it's a message of connectivity and healing. And I truly feel that music is one of the only things on this planet that is universal and that could touch the lives and the hearts of anybody you could be from all walks of life you can be from any nationality any ethnicity but music hits the soul hits the heart and i feel that the message and the music that i am responsible because i do feel a responsibility at this point is to share that uh, whether it's when i talk about music or share the music or the lyric in the music, or even the musicality, because as we all know, you're, you know, you know more about music because your family is in it as well. There are certain melodies and certain intonate, you know, certain um, like hurts in in music that affect people in a certain way, consciously or subconsciously. Yeah. So that is something that I'm very aware of and that I want to put out there. I think there needs to be a huge shift in music and I'm and I'm hoping that that uh, carries through. I kind of call it like like the legions of light. <laughs> you know? Oh that just has come to me so I feel that everybody around me now it's like the legions of light and that's uh that's my message. The point that like that you just mentioned vibrations and music. I'm so excited now because I will literally just look up music with like 963 hertz just to have oh, certain vibrations. Yes, this yes. is what I do. So exactly, I'm, you know exactly what I'm talking I'm about. I'm on your level here. This is so oh, awesome. I got uh, yeah, you. I know. <laughs> and I know that you also are friends with Rosalind Kind, who's Barbara Streisand's sister, and she also is all about the light. So I see that yeah. everyone in this circle, they're very focused on you know, raising the frequency through music, which is a very interesting thing that I know a lot of people are not talking about actually. So it's cool that you're thinking about that. So tell me a little bit more about that idea of healing through vibration and those things. Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, it, it really is. It's crazy how the world just works. And um, yeah, Rosalind has grown to be a, a wonderful, dear friend, talented woman, and um, at the end of the day, I think she just got lost in her sister's shadow and it's time for her to really shine. And Monique also, Monique Pagliazzo, brilliant, incredible director that I've worked with. She's another beautiful light. And we have these conversations 
honestly now on a regular basis and it's something that i put out there and we're just keep on it's the right people and it's the light people the right people and the light people because only then could you expand and there's a lot of truth behind that so i feel like when you find i guess your tribe and some people who don't necessarily get what i'm talking about they're like what the hell what, like what are you saying or what is that they'll they'll think you're crazy or yeah like in the past when i didn't truly firmly believe of what i believe in right now i i'd let that influence me because you know we're humans we're all vulnerable we're all you know sensitive creatures at the end of the day whether we want to admit it or not so we do care what people think we do care you know there are these insecurities so it's taken me a while to really viscerally feel that these this belief system is real it's not just this new age mumbo jumbo where people talk about oh just be positive or just put the light out there it's a lot deeper than that and i feel that i'm in a in a place in life right now where those people are truly coming. So Rosalind is one of them. Monique is one of them. I feel that you're another one, you know? So it's, um, yeah, those messages are, are, are very important to me, especially in the way the world is shifting, whether it's in our politics, in our, in our education, in, in our, in the food supply in the water, it's like so many things, but I feel that everybody has a purpose and my purpose um, can be numerous things, but I was gifted with certain abilities and talents. And I feel that music and the messages in my music, hopefully will, will affect people in a lot of different ways. I'm on that note, I'm, I'm working with another incredible human, uh, Latin Grammy winner, Paulina Aguirre, who I hope you'll have on your show as well. She's incredible and she's doing a lot of things to, um, just give awareness. Um, she's the first Ecuadorian, Ecuadorian actually Grammy winner and she's working with the politicians over there, just shifting people's minds and through the messages in her actual music. So we actually just finished a music video with her. I'm doing a duet with her and I actually just directed one of her music videos. So we're all kind of, the light people are joining forces. So the legions of light. <laughs> yes, I love it. I mean, you know, it's funny. Sorry, I just got off topic maybe, but it just- That is the topic. That <laughs> is the topic. No, whenever I spend time with the light people, I always just feel like, yes, okay, things are on the right track here. Things are going to come together because, you know, they're all so powerful, right? And their light just shines so strongly that you just know the more of us that come together, it's just going to like explode with our yes. love. <laughs> and yes, so yes. And you said it on the right track. That's the name of my album. <laughs> Oh my That's goodness. So well, funny. You didn't even know. I, I didn't even know. It must have just been in there subconsciously. But I want to talk about the healing that you mentioned because it's one thing to say healing, but what does that really mean? The healing that you want people to experience through the music? Like, what is the shift that you could see take place? Great question. I mean, you know, music first and foremost, also, you know, it, it's meant. I believe to do different things for me it's the messages and it is the healing but it is also meant to you know, obviously have fun and to be light and to just so it could it could be healing for example through not only the words or the or the lyrics but like the type of music it is so like if somebody is just like feeling down or is sad or or like one of my songs coming up is called we can't stop it's all about um, you know, like we can do this, don't give up. 
inspiring people. So, you know, if you're, if you're bad, if you're feeling upset or grumpy or um, depressed in a certain day, I'd hope that the, the lyric and, and, and the, and my songs would just uplift you in a certain way. So that could be healing in, in one sense. Mm -hmm. Another way it could heal. Like I have another song, um, which way to go, which is coming out in a couple of days. That's meant to really, you know, it was from a, my personal perspective and identifying, you know, the path one chooses in life, like when you're at a crossroads. And I feel that could hopefully resonate with people, you know, as people grow and change, hopefully change in the right way and evolve, whether you're a teenager or an adult, you know, those, it could be really hard. So I feel th th those types of lyrics in letting people know, trust yourself, trust your inner guide. Those are some of the lyrics in my songs. You know, I, I would think and hope that that would really impact people and give them some kind of, of hope and healing in some way. So it could be in that sense, it could be, so it, it, it comes in all different ways, I feel. And I and I think that the music industry, and you touched upon it earlier, some of the songs and and as you said, the hurts, it's it's really dark. And and you know, and I respect all type of artists and musicians, and I I'm eclectic in that way and what I like. It inspires me in certain ways, but they're whether it's rap or blue or, or soul or jazz, there's always beauty i think in that and in art and who's to say this is better than that but i think people could recognize the messages and whether and i think subconsciously the music industry is weaponized and um especially now and so there are either the words you know obviously the lyrics or the type of music that is dark so um healing in the sense of the the musicality and in the lyric i think subconsciously will just you know unite people in a way that i feel would be um beneficial and and hopeful yeah. and because a couple of the songs that i'm doing right now and the people that i'm collaborating with i want it not just to put it out there you know obviously on social media and but utilize that as also themes like we're working on projects with potentially with the united nations so it's global it's universal yeah. um and i think then it's like a domino effect it's like it's like anything it's like music is so powerful it's like when you keep on hearing things over and over again and it's on constant replay it's like why put music why weaponize it in a dark way yeah. weaponize it in a beautiful healing way yeah. like how people truly understand the power of of music and the power of of what it can do and unfortunately i think sometimes people sense it like internally but kind of like poo poo it away and are like oh no maybe it's mumbo jumbo or i don't really believe it it's like people believe it because there's truth in it and i know it because i lived through it and i'm a i'm a product of it and i'm an example of if you constantly put that out there the right people and the light people will truly come and I feel that's the most important thing for me. Okay. Now that's the part we have to talk about. So <laughs> putting it out there, the mumbo jumbo, the, the energy, following your inner guide, as you mentioned, tell us a little bit about what that looked like for you and how that actually brought more light people to you. Good question. Um, you know, for me personally, since you're asking about me, <laughs> is it, it was a process. Um, I must say I was always naturally, I guess, a positive person.
But I think it's beyond that. I think everybody goes through their trials and tribulations, their ups and their downs, you know, their insecurities. But if we're truly authentic and honest with ourselves, and I would hope and trust um, that people take the time to reflect for me, um, I went through a, a, I guess, a spiritual awakening, if you will. I went through that journey. I questioned things. I, um, you know, I, I did a, a lot of different meditative experiences. Well, briefly, I'll tell you, I, I did A Course in Miracles, which was very interesting. I did something called Vipassana, which is, it's not, it's not like a cult or, or anything religious or it's non-sectarian, but it's essentially, it's a guided meditation, which focuses on just being silent. So I literally was silent for 10 days. And for me, that was kind of a big aha. And I feel that in, in any truth, in any doctrine and any religion or any type of spiritual uh, understanding or learning, whether it's Hinduism, Buddhism, Catholicism, Judaism, whatever it may be, whatever you believe in or not believe in, the ultimate kind of truth underlying all of it comes through that silence. Mm -hmm. So for me, when I was completely tried to detach from everything, um, I kind of feel that I was, well, not kind of, I know, I don't want to, and I'm, I don't care if it's, it's judged, everyone's going to get judged in whatever which way, because you're seeing things and filtering things through your own perspective, and through your own lens. But I could genuinely say that when I was in that silent space, I was told that this is what I need to do. I yeah. was told. It was a voice that told me. Yeah. I heard it. it was very clear and it was very loud in that silence. I'm so glad you said that because I will say all of my listeners are very spiritual, just naturally. We're all into that stuff. So I've also gone through my own process. You know, I've met a yogi from India, so I've learned a lot of meditation techniques as well. I think one of my recent um, interviewees just did a Vipassana thing. So it's oh, all beautiful. in the same sphere. We're all, we're all. In the yeah. Yes. So I love that. And it's funny. I've heard that voice a few times in my life as well. And it's really interesting when you hear a voice that's not your own and it's very clear. And it usually comes when it's something super important. That's just, you know, this is a non-negotiable. This is like, this is important. Right. 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 Yeah. right. And, 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 and as you said, like when it's so clear, like, why would somebody go through what I'm going through? For example, I picked the hardest industry, one of the hardest industries. Oh, yeah. There's so much competition. It's like, really, would I go through all that craziness? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, but I had to trust it and I couldn't deny it. And I feel that a lot of people will come and pass in this existence um, and sometimes maybe not take those moments to reflect and not hear those voices or try to push it away because they're just so blocked by their own fear. Yeah. And, and I think when you, when you truly let go of all control is when you gain all control. And that is something that I also had to learn. And I think it's a, it's very important to highlight, you know, even like family and friends around, you know, I came from a background that they're all lawyers and doctors and surgeons. So I had a lot of pressure growing up in like, oh, you have to be a doctor. Oh, no, like it was I was constant like brainwashed since I was a kid, you have to do this. And as a child, you want to please your parents and you know, your your influence and you're vulnerable. So I think as an adult now, seeing everything that's happening. Sorry, I'm dinging over here. <laughs> totally good. <laughs> 
uh, you know, seeing all, all that, it's, um, I, I feel that I also, my purpose is to share this with people who have been kind of blocked. Because I think sometimes people as adults, I have even family members who are doctors and lawyers and successful in their own way and incredible human beings, but they're so blocked. Yeah. And I feel that they don't even know who they are and their yeah. purpose is, I don't know, it, it, it's kind of sad, honestly, yeah. to see. So yeah. um, anyway, yeah, so I got distracted by the dings. I, I, no, I love it. This, this is my favorite kind of conversation. And, you know, I completely agree with you. I think that, you know, we start out sort of in the, you know, the 3D world of who we are in relation to everything here. And then if you're lucky enough, you can tune out all the noise so you can find your actual self, you know, from the place we really do come from. And, you know, I see a lot of people who have not found that yet, but I think that with the help of music like yours, that could create that moment for them that instead of them having to go and sit in silence and work to find that place, maybe it can happen quicker and easier. And especially if people around them are coming from that place that isn't in relation to everything here, but from, sure. you know, the source of who they are, then Absolutely. I think more people will do it, you know? And I would hope so. But, you know, I think it's just so difficult, especially in the way the world is right now. Mm -hmm. I, I, I completely agree with you, but I think it's, it's challenging more than ever yeah. because back in the day, we didn't have everything we have now. Again, it's like a technological sublime with any new technology. It's a blessing and a curse mm -hmm. with the ad, you know, with, with, with the internet. And it's not like we've had this our whole entire life. Lives. I mean, the internet, what, it was in the 80s? Yeah. I mean, that's not that long ago. But if yeah. we really think about even cell phones, not that long ago. But we as a society, especially our young, the younger generation, they don't know any, uh, and they don't know anything else. Right. So imagine it's like this, it's like, I feel like we're gradually kind of losing humanity to a degree. Yeah. So it's become a lot harder to have that space where you can detach and disconnect so i think honestly i'm just putting it out there not only through music but through like education it's so imperative that our school systems have a, a courses that will devote time to literally detaching from all of this because we're bombarded with so many different messages and so many different things that people need guidance. People need leadership because people are lost and people want something and someone to believe in. We are human beings. This is what we are as humans. What are we, what are we as humans? We want to connect. We want to be loved and yeah. we want to be accepted. Right? Yeah. So ultimately it's so hard when we have all these mixed messages being thrown at us. Yeah. So, as you said, if we if we realize that and have programs, whether it's through music or education or whatever it may be, that demonstrate that, wow, our world will be such a better place. Oh, agreed. And I think we're at that turning point where it's like crucial that all these things start to come into place because I do believe if it happens now, we can, you know, tip it over the edge and you know it can proliferate. But we're really at that crucial okay. spot, you know. Yes. You're so right. I feel it. Yeah. It too, right? Don't you feel it? It's like we're not at that tipping point. It's yeah. like the veil is being lifted. It's like things are and things are just truly being exposed for what they are. Yeah. Like truth will will be there at the end of the day. You know, authenticity will I truly believe in. So I don't know if I'm just a complete optimist that way, but I, I believe in humanity and I believe we could, I think we could do it, but we yeah. gotta truly believe it and act yeah. upon it and not just say it, but live it.
I completely agree. So let me ask you about your song and your music video sure. that's coming out. What was your favorite part about recording it and filming it? Oh man, recording it and filming it. But right briefly before that, I just want to give a quick shout out to Jeff Stolper because he was my my writing partner on this. He's such a beautiful soul. He's out on the East Coast. We collaborated. Uh, hi, Jeff <laughs> and his family and his kids all out there in the East Coast. Um, he was my the co-writer on this actual song. Um, so going back to your question, uh, the process of filming it, recording it, and the music video. Recording it... Um, was actually pretty easy. It wasn't that challenging. Um, we just, I just had a, a series of back and forth with Jeff, my the co-writer, and we got the track together with my incredible music producer Xavier Severin. He's out in uh, in in uh, Belgium, um, so he sent me the track. I got the songs, and then in, in my um, guest studio space that I have, I recorded it, sent the track over to him and did what they did uh, you know from a production perspective and we just kind of went back and forth in seeing what kind of instrumentation instrumentation we want what kind of vibe we were going with and then um one thing led to the next and then it built and it built and it built and and then before we know it we had a beautiful track i hope it was beautiful and we, i got it mixed and mastered and the next thing is i just had to take a deep breath and was like okay now music video and that's a whole different world in and of itself. So, um, you know, I'm also obviously I'm an actor and I and I and produce things in different capacities in a film and television perspective. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do this. So shooting it was um was was a lot. It was a lot of work, but once again, it was bringing the right people and the light people. And I set that intention very clearly before I started. So I put it out there and I was looking for a director. Monique showed up because again, the right people, the light people will show up. If you're, if you're there and it's at that same level, she bounced right back. We talked back and forth. One thing led to the next. I had this wonderful DP, Justin Nodal. We worked out a great deal and it was just really beautiful. It was fun. Uh, it was kind of like a family affair at the end of the day, because, you know, you, when you work with people that you really care for and love or some people that I didn't know at the time when I was shooting, it's just I knew that I was, was going to love these people. Yeah. And now it's a testament to that because we're working together on another video and we're working together on a film project and we're working together on collaborating with other artists. So I knew I already internally, you know, you know, you can't lie to yourself, you know. So um, it was really pleasant, I must say. And then the cast and crew kind of came together. Um, my wonderful friend, um, Cami Cap, she's also an agent at, um, at, at my agency, reached out and got some people who she thought would be a fit to play my mom and to play my sister and, and all the wonderful actors in, in, in the background. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was really fun. It was exciting, but it was clearly a lot of work because you got to think of, you know, the cast, the crew, the locations, feeding everybody, making sure everyone's happy. So I kind of had to play a lot of hats at the same time. Yeah. So not only was I, you know, the artist in it, but I was also the pr producer on the project. Yeah. So I had to juggle a lot, but hopefully people will like it. And um, it was just a fun process. 
Oh, I know so. And obviously we're going to put all the links here so that on Tuesday, which is in just a few days, people will be able to listen to it and consume it and enjoy it. So what would you like to say to everyone today? Any like parting words of wisdom, something that you hope they take with them from today? Oh man, good question. Something that people should take away. Take away, just keep believing. Keep believing. It's just so important. And trust your inner guide, truly, because I really feel that I am an example of that because I had so many conflicting voices. Um, I sound like a schizophrenic now. I had all <laughs> these voices from, but from like family, actually, should be told, growing up oh, no, we want this or do the thinking. And at the end of the day, you know, your loved ones and your family want the best for you. It's not like they're doing it in a malicious way, but they don't also know. They don't know what you know. Trust your inner voice. Trust your inner guide. Believe in yourself. And if you truly do and you're tenacious and you just keep at it, it will happen because there's just no other way. And the right people and the light people will come to you. Amazing. Malik, thank you so much for being here today. It was a pleasure. And I know it's going to help so many people. I really (laughs) hope so. I can't believe time. You're so right. It went like that. I I know. I know. (laughs) Well, again, thank you so much. God bless you. And um, I'm so looking forward to your success and hearing more of your interviews. And we will be keeping in touch, my dear. Thank you again. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to our show. We hope that you gained some insights and have more direction on how you can start living your purpose. 